Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. And yes, as one of our, uh, <laughs> as one of those who comments on the app uh, said overnight, Mazel Tov, such fantastic news. And yes, in fact, uh, it is fantastic news. And I thank everybody for all the Mazel Tov wishes that have been coming in from around the world over the last, oh, I would say 18 hours or so. Uh, since the official engagement, uh, just around uh, noontime on uh, on Tuesday, a special Mazel Tov going out to Lizzie Wallach and Yosef Siegel. They are a very recently engaged couple, as we like to say. And I take this opportunity to wish a Mazel Tov to uh, Miriam L. and Stephen Wallach of Woodmere. And, of course, to the uh, wonderful Stacy Siegel and our family here in uh, Lower Manhattan as we celebrate this uh, amazing occasion. And, uh, and yes, we, the, the, um, uh, the uh, ironic part of it is not lost on us, folks. Not at all. It is, uh, it is quite known how close the Wallach and Siegel families have been for many, many years. And now we get to celebrate... Uh, this uh, amazing and incredible milestone and event together. And um, uh, the Hassan and Kala, they are amazing, a great, amazing young couple. Uh, it is uh, wonderful to um, to um, embark on making this simcha with people we know for quite a while and um, with people we enjoy both... Uh, um, socializing with and working with and, um, and yeah, and yesterday a lot of great reaction from around the world, which we very, very much appreciate a lot of people, um, feeling part of the Simcha. Some people knew about the inevitability of this uh, announcement uh, for a while. Uh, others were caught a little bit off guard, <laughs> uh, but either way, um, everybody was, uh, and you can imagine, uh, everybody was thrilled for this young couple, and they are both uh, amazing. And we are um, we are just in seventh heaven. We are just in seventh heaven. The parents, the grandparents, the extended family, everybody is just in a very celebratory and simchadik mood, Baruch Hashem. And last night we had an opportunity to get together, and the uh, celebration has just begun and uh, it is quite an amazing feeling. So yes, Mazal Tov going out to Lizzie Wallach and Yosef Siegel, a very recently engaged couple from all of us here at JM in the AM. And again, I thank all of you who have um, been so uh, effusive in your Simcha and Mazal Tov wishes um, for this wonderful and amazing occasion. And I want to point out a special Mazal Tov to all the grandparents to um, to um, Marilyn and Lee Wallach, 
to um, Rabbi Dr. Abraham Mann and Joan, to um, my in-laws, the Weintraubs, who are flying high, as you can imagine. Uh, they're all flying high. Uh, Gail and Itzy Weintraub. And, um, and how I wish my parents were around to not only enjoy, but to uh, marvel at this uh, amazing and wonderful Simcha. And we know that they are uh, with us, certainly in spirit. So Mazal Tov, and I thank all of you. It's a, a real, um, it's a really wonderful feeling to uh, be the target of so many great wishes, and uh, we thank you. And uh, we will continue all morning long to wish a very special Mazal Tov to the Hassan and Kala from all of us here at JM in the AM. Nine minutes after 6 AM as we continue, it's a JM in the AM Wednesday, right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Oh, yeah. 
the chassan meets the right girl and loves her true. And the kala sees her man and says he'll do. Under the chuppah is where they'll be, yeah. And he will say, Hareyat Mikudeshesli. Hashem Yisvorich, Ule Mazel Tov. Magid Mereshi Sacharis, Hu Yitain Shem Tov, Hu Shiyeris. Luayile Divreyat Noim Vehaberis. Sheni. Shnei hatzdodim l'shem u'lisiferes Dehaino mitzado echum U'yuchidu meyuchidu echodivoy reikovo Chochom kadmoy Oh, mitzad asheini, 
אשר ברחתה J.M. in the A.M. That's Ohad with that incredible uh, version of uh, Asher Bara here at J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning broadcast. I thank everybody for the amazing uh, Mazel Tov wishes, as we said earlier. And as many of you uh, heard yesterday, a special Mazel Tov going out to the Siegel and Wallach families. As uh, Lizzie Wallach and Yosef Siegel are a very recently engaged couple. They are a Hassan and Kala. It happened yesterday. And to uh, Miriam Ellen, Stephen Wallach, and of course to uh, Stacy and our entire family, a special Mazel Tov to all the grandparents, the Wallachs, the Mans, the Weintraub. What a week the Weintraubs have had! What a and knowing my in-laws, they appreciate it like crazy. What a week the Weintraubs have had. Uh, Itzy and Gail Weintraub, my in-laws. The grandparents of Yosef Siegel, who uh, got engaged yesterday to Lizzie Wallach. Gail and Itzy Weintraub have had a week that any grandparent would die to have. (laughs) On Sunday, their grandson, Jonathan Markowitz, got engaged to Avital, Avital Benson. And um, then on Tuesday... Uh, about 48 hours later, their grandson, Yosef Siegel, gets engaged to Lizzie Wallach. So what a week 
Um, Gail and Itzy Weintraub, my wonderful in-laws, have had. Just incredible. And like I say, any Jewish grandparent, and I'm sure any grandparent, would give anything to have a week like this. So Baruch Hashem, we should continue to have smachot, wonderful simchas together, and uh, have weeks like this. Let's continue to have weeks like this. Uh, just amazing. Um, the music you've been hearing, Asher Barra from Ohad, Eitan Katz had his version of Asher Barra, the wedding medley from Avremo, that's Avram Fried, Under the Chuppah, one of our favorites from Schlockrock, Shlomo Simcha and Simintov, and of course, Regesh, Modaani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Wednesday on this February the 12th, day 17 in the month of Shvat. It's 39 degrees and mostly cloudy weather and a high of 45. Rain tonight, low 40. Tomorrow, some morning rain for Thursday and a high of 51 degrees. 55 right now in Yerushalayim. We're at 39 in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. I want to thank everybody who's uh, chiming in on the app. Uh, listener Devora, unbelievable shidduch mazel tov. Thank you all the way from Israel. Silky says mazel tov to the Siegel and Wallach families. Thank you. Chef Red, mazel tov, fantastic news. Rock smachot. Listener Judy, mazel tov. Now, <laughs> Judy says, I don't know why she's saying this, because I don't think they were ever on a shidduch list, but she says, now I can take them both off my shidduch list, which is pretty funny. Very special mazel to Miriam Wallachan family and the Seagulls. Uh, many, many simchas. Um, listener Dale, mazel on this uh, special simcha. Listener Aryeh, mazel the entire Wallachan Seagull families. Uh, and yes, many people acknowledging the... Uh, the uniqueness of this shidduch, to say the least. Our friends at Kitchen Click, they say miles up the entire Siegel and Wallach families. Thank you to the Sprechers. Uh, we thank them, and of course, uh, we thank them for their good wishes from all of us here at JM and the AM and from both of our um, wonderful families. So there you have it, uh, the big simcha, and the news uh, continues to spread, Baruch Hashem. And uh, we thank you. They're an amazing young chassan and kala, and Baruch Hashem. Uh, we get to celebrate this amazing simcha. JM and the AM Wednesday coming up. Rabbi Yisrael Rothwax in hour number two. He'll be joined, I'm told, by Rabbi Penner. Uh, they are both amazing uh, leaders. They are both amazing leaders, and we'll speak about Sinai. This audience and members of this audience have always been big backers of Sinai and what they do and how they help children and families throughout the Jewish world, and we'll get an opportunity to talk about that a little later on. Um, that's our discussion about Sinai. And Rabbi Steve Weil is going to join us. He, he is not with us enough because he's so amazing uh, with so many things that he lectures about and has to say. Anyway, he will join us today on behalf of the World Zionist Congress elections. We'll talk about that. I hope everybody out there has voted already. If you haven't, go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org. Make sure to cast your ballot for slate number four. Again, that's slate number four. And again, that is uh, voteoic.org, voteoic.org. That is the way to do it. And uh, we hope that um, we hope you'll take advantage of the opportunity to uh, vote. It's a pretty easy process and have your voice heard in the world Zionist elections, which, as we always say, is uh, is is quite important. Quite important. Uh, Steve, Rabbi, uh, well, Steve Weil is going to join us. He'll, he'll explain exactly why it's so important coming up here at JM in the AM. Uh, 25 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning, all.
said, I 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 said,
רוצה היום, אבל הכל משתנה פתאום, וזה בסדר, אני לא אשם, כי זה רצון השם. אני הולך, לא רואה את הסוף, מאמין שיהיה רק טוב. אני קטן, כן, אני קטן, והתמונה גדולה. וכל מה שקורה זה סבבה, לא מפחד משום דבר, כי אני בידיים של אבא, של אבא שלי. אני רוצה היום, אבל הכל משתנה פתאום, וזה בסדר, אני לא אשם, כי זה רצון השם. אני הולך, לא רואה את הסוף, מאמין שיהיה רק טוב. אני קטן, כן, אני קטן, והתמונה גדולה. וכל מה שקורה זה סבבה, לא מפחד משום דבר, כי אני בידיים של הבא. And I let things play out in a godly way My little human eyes just don't get the picture here And I got no reason to fear I got no reason to fear
J.M. in the A.M. Playing a lot of uh, wedding selections as the uh, Wallach and Siegel families are celebrating. Mazal Tov to Lizzie and Yosef. Yaakov Shweki's Mivan Siach. You heard Mordechai Shapiro and Akomi Shamayim. Vinahapochu done by Milech Cohen. Ohad with both the wedding medley and Asher Burrow with the Aaron Teitelbaum Orchestra. Eitan Katz had Ashabara in there. It's a Wednesday morning here at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. I thought we had our news from Israel in the background. Am I right or wrong about that? Uh, oh, seems I'm right. <laughs> nice. Nice for a change. Congratulations to the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees. 21 in a row last night. They got their 21st victory in a row last night. And uh, coincidentally, they are ranked 21 nationally among the over 400 Division three schools in America. So uh, Mazal Tov to the uh, Yeshiva University Maccabees. Their next game is Saturday night at home, 8.30 at the Max Stern Athletic Center, Washington Heights, Yeshiva University. Galaitzal in the background. Galaitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday is next. We say Boker Tov from Jam Nam. Galaitzal in Yerushalayim, Asha'a 2, Shalom Rav, Kan Rani Avnai, Ima Shekorei Akshav. רוכב אופנוע כבן 30 נהרג בתאונת דרכים בכביש 31, סמוך לעצומת חטרורים, סמוך לים המלח. כתבנו רמי שנים עושר שצוות מדע ביצע בפעולות החייאה, אך לבסוף נאלץ לקבוע את מותו. משרד החוץ פנה לרשויות ביפן וביקש להוריד את האזרחים הישראלים ששוהים בבידוד על ספינת הקורונה מול חופי יפן, ולבדוק לגביהם אפשרויות בידוד אחרות. בתוך כך שר הבריאות ליצמן שוחח הבוקר עם נושאי העונייה הישראלים, ואמר להם כי העם כולו דואג לשלומם. הילד הנטייה שהוריה על הספינה אמרה לאמיר איבגי, אנחנו מפחדים שגורל המשפחה שלנו יהיה תלוי בהחלטות ממשלת יפן. אנחנו מאוד מודאגים, פשוט מודאגים. אנחנו מבינים שהספינה זה לא מקום שבו הבידוד הוא בתנאים אופטימליים. אנחנו מבינים שאף אחד לא יודע אם באמת המחלות לא עוברות בין, ה... בין החדרים בעצם. קודם כל שר הבריאות דיבר איתם, שיחה טלפונית ועודד אותם. הם באמת היום קמו שבורים, ממש שבורים. גורלנו נהיה תלוי במה שממשלת יפן יחליטו. תושבת השומרון נעצרה בחשד לביצוע מעשה סדום בקטינים חסרי ישע. החקירה נפתחה לאחר שהתקבלו במשטרה מספר תלונות שלפיהן מטפלת שטיפלה בילדים מכל רחבי הארץ, ביצעה בהם מעשי סדום. כתבנו יאיר אורוויאטו מוסר שהיא לבית משפט השלום בפתח תקווה להערכת מעצרה. כתב אישום יוגש בימים הקרובים נגד תושב בית שמש שחשוד בביצוע עבירות מין בקטינות. מדווח כתבנו יובל סגב. החשוד כבן 30 נהג על פי החשד להגיע לבתים בעיר בית שמש, לספר שהוא מעוניין לרכוש את הדירה, להיכנס ולפגוע בילדים. בחקירה שביצעה תחנת בית שמש, עלה כי הוא השתמש בשיטה הזאת לפחות פעמיים, וביצע עבירות מין בשתי קטינות. מעצרו הערך עד השבוע הבא, אז צפוי להיות מוגש נגדו כתב אישום. 
בית משפט השלום בירושלים שחרר את הצעיר שנחשד בהצתת המסגד בשכונת בית צפאפה שבירושלים בחודש שעבר. החשודות תושב אריאל שמר על זכות השתיקה במהלך כל חקירתו, ובמשטרה לא השיגו די ראיות כדי לשכנע את השופט להאריך את המעצר. המדינה תממן עשרות אלפי סיגריות עבור נוער בסיכון. דיווח לראשונה כתבנו לענייני בריאות, מאיר מרציאנו. על פי מכרז שפרסם משרד העבודה והרווחה, 27,000 סיגריות יחולקו בחינם על פי דרישה לנערים בסיכון במוסדות שיקום ממשלתיים. רופאים ואנשי בריאות הציבור מוחים על המהלך בעקבות ההשלכות הבריאותיות הקשות של עישון. במשרד העבודה והרווחה נמסר בתגובה, הנערים נמצאים במוסדות השיקום תחת צו בית משפט, וכדי להשיג שיתוף פעולה מלא בהליך שיקומם, לא מומלץ לשלול מהם עישון. מכאן למזג האוויר הטמפרטורות יעלו בעיקר במרכז ובדרום. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
מלך, מלך חי, מלך חי וקיים, מרים את הידיים לשם כי באתי להגיד אני מוכן לאלוקיי
מחנוך קפה, נפל מהכיסא, והוא הבין שזה הולך להיות לו יום קשה. מצא צ'ק שחזר, שוטר אותו עצר, הגיע מאוחר, אבל בתוך ליבו אמר, דודו לא נורא חווה, יש לנו גדולות יותר. כשאתה זוכר שרק השם גוזר כל מה שאתה עובר כי אין עוד מלבדו ואפס הוא לעצור שהכל פיברו ואנחנו בעדו נו נו לא נורא חבר יש לנו תולות יותר ובסוף הכל יסתדר
In the AM, Sandy Shmueli Adon Alam, Sameach done by Avramel. You heard the medley by Uri Davidi with the Iron Title by Orchestra. Shlemy Gertner had me von Siach. Arye Kunstler and Up Like a Lion. And we say Mazal Tov going out, of course, to uh, Lizzie Wallach and Yosef Siegel on their recent engagement. I want to thank everybody for all the wonderful Mazal Tov wishes. And um, as I said to all the uh, parents, uh, the Siegels and the Wallachs and all the grandparents, uh, the mans, the uh, 
the Weintraubs, the Wallachs. We say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. And as I said earlier, uh, for our family, quite a week as we celebrated Jonathan and Avital's uh, engagement on Sunday and then Yosef and Lizzie's engagement yesterday. Uh, may the smachot continue. Wednesday morning, JM in the AM, and uh, plenty more coming up if you keep it here. A reminder, if you haven't yet voted in the World Zionist elections, go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org, and participate. It is uh, worth the small fee to get involved, and as we said, to have a uh, to have a say in the future of the Jewish people, especially in the diaspora. And Steve Weil of the uh, OU is going to join us on behalf of the World Zionist Congress elections later on this morning. We'll talk more about the election and why it's so important right here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zebin Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in the Pasuk, V'shavta ad Hashem Elokecho, that we return in Shuva to Hashem, V'shomata Bekolo, and we listen to Hashem's voice. Then the Siva Shalom says that everything that happens in life to a person is Hashem calling him and her to come closer. The Muras of Simcha in our life, they call us to come closer to Hashem. Everything that goes on in life is another call from Hashem. As we know, Om Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Chanina says, Ein Adam no mil mata. A person doesn't even move his finger below here in this world. Elohim came machrizin olav mil Unless it's already been called out from above in Shomayim. The Nesiva Shalom says, the first step of tshuva is with Shomata Bekolo, that a Jew has to listen to the voice that is calling to him, to understand all that happens in the world. As it says, Re'ei Anochi Noisen Lifnechem Hayom Bracha Uklala. I give before you this day the blessing and also the opposite, the curse. The source of the bracha comes out from our Chorev each day. It is Me'orer. It inspires the heart of B'nai Yisrael. And when we listen, we have the schus to become close to Hashem. It says in the Pasuk of Devarim, Acharei Hashem Elokeichem Teilechu, Go after the ways of Hashem, Ve'oso Tira'u, Fear Him, Ve'es Mitzvos of Tishmaru, Guard His Mitzvos, Uve'kolo Sishmo, And listen, to his voice, and serve him, and to him you should cling. The Ahure Tshuva asks the question, why does it say that you should cling to Hashem? We've already learned so many different things in this Pasuk. Go after Hashem, fear Hashem, Tishmaru, guard the mitzvahs, listen to his voice, serve him. Why does it say after all of that, Sid Bakun, that you should cling to Hashem? The Kavana is that in addition to all the mitzvahs in the Torah, a person should listen to the Kol, the voice of Hashem that speaks to us constantly, that is Miuchad to each and every one of us, because it is a call from Hashem. That's the reason that we have a repeat of that particular word, to make sure that we are attuned to all that's happening, all the messages in this world. Today I received the Bsura Tova that Yosef Siegel is engaged to Lizzie Wallach 
an outstanding chosan in Kala from two outstanding mishpachos that are Moser Nefesh for Klau Yisrael to bring all of the children of Klau Yisrael closer Laviim Shabbat Shemayim. It is a simcha not only for the families and all the friends, it is a simcha of Klau Yisrael. May both families continue to have bracha and hatzlacha, may the chuppah bibisha tovu mutzlachas, and may Reb Nochem continue to announce la'orech yamim tovim, besuras tovus to Klau Yisrael. Mazel tov, mazel tov. Shalom, shalom, sim tova, tova, sim shalom, tova, uvacha. Sim shalom, shalom, sim tova, tova, sim shalom, tova, uvacha. Bahreinu, avinu, kulanu, kechad, kechad, beopanecha. Bahreinu, avinu, kulanu, kechad, Shalom, shalom, ose shalom, imomam. Ose, ose, shalom, shalom, ose shalom, imomam. Oh, yase, oh, yase, shalom, shalom, aleinu. Oh, yase, shalom, 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 Shalom,
Satan Cats, a classic, frankly. It's called Kuma here at JM in the AM. Yaakov Shweki Zishtabach, you heard Sim Shalom by Kola Chai to open up that set Wednesday morning. And by the way, big, big thank you from both the Siegel and Wallach families by David Goldwasser. What an absolutely beautiful uh, tribute to both our families during morning Chizuk as we celebrate the, uh, the big Mazel Tov, Yosef and Lizzie's engagement. And um, Rabbi Goldwasser to us, uh, to the Seagulls, and now to the Seagulls and Wallach, somebody who has uh, always been a mentor and an unbelievable uh, person when it comes to delivering a message to the Jewish people. And uh, what an honor for us that the message today was about this uh, wonderful simcha. So thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. <clears throat> May we continue to share many smachot together. <clears throat> Wednesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Many of you are likely familiar already because this audience, frankly, has always been active and has always been responsive when it comes to the uh, organization we know as Sinai, that the 2020 annual benefit dinner for Sinai and the Sinai schools is uh, happening February the 23rd. That's going to be at the Marriott Glen Point Hotel in Teaneck, New Jersey. This is a week from Sunday. The buffet dinner will start at 445, and the program will begin at 630. The dinner will honor Rabbi Yosef Adler, one of our favorite people, who, of course, is a rabbi at Renat Yisrael in Teaneck and... Uh, has been, of course, with TABC since its founding. He's the founder of TABC. Uh, Philip and Peggy Danishevsky, Rabbi Yehuda and Lori Minchenberg, and Brad Ruder, the Community Partnership Award, president of Bradcore Humanism and Building. We'll find out what that's all about, and it's all happening on the 23rd of February. If you go to the uh, website, sinaischools.org, sinaischools.org, there's a way for you to place a reservation and to donate to the cause. It is... Uh, 
Wonderful to welcome back to the studio, studio Rabbi Yisrael Rothwax, who of course directs the entire Sinai Schools organization, and uh, he is uh, not only fill, full with uh, amazing dinner information uh, this morning, but also some great updates that are happening at Sinai. Rabbi Rothwax, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Nice to speak with you, sir, and great to have you here again. Mazel tov to you. Thank you very much. So exciting. I feel like I'm the guy who is dancing with the father of the chassan, but the, the first time, the first dance. That's right. I'm, I'm so excited. It is an amazing simcha, Baruch Hashem, and I appreciate you acknowledging it. Rabbi Rothwax, I, and I said to you off the air, I'm going to start in, a, in somewhat of an unusual way. I, I had this experience just a couple of weeks ago where I was speaking with someone, and I'm sorry for using labels, but just for the purpose of brevity and that people know where I'm coming from. Someone from the ultra-Orthodox community, let's put it that way for a moment. Mm -hmm. And he was complaining to me that I complain about yeshiva tuition. Because he says to me, and by the way, this is not a judgment in all seriousness about quality of education, but, he, but this is a point he made, and I think it's something I want to point out when it comes to Sinai. He says there's a certain level of faculty, resources, that we in the ultra-Orthodox community have and provide for our kids. So... Tuition costs a certain amount. You guys in the more modern community think that you know that we're getting away with you know eight nine thousand dollar tuition. It's a reality that that's what the resources cost. You you're paying twenty five grand, investing a lot in your children, but look what you're getting. You're getting tremendous educators with incredible academic backgrounds and the ability to really teach and have a positive effect on your kids, and they'll be independent, independent in the workforce in a few years, et cetera, et cetera. And it hit me. It struck me that, you know, and, and believe me, hey, everybody out there who loves complaining about yeshiva tuition, I'm still with you. Don't worry. I'm still, <laughs> but, it, it, but it did strike me like, you know, we have to remember the investment that we're making and the quality that we're getting in exchange. You go to Sinai and you could take that theory or this, you know, mm -hmm. what I'm discussing and take it to another level because Absolutely. obviously you're dealing with professionals that have a real expertise in a specific niche area how to deal with students in very challenging situations. And frankly, just the faculty and obviously a million other resources which we'll discuss costs a tremendous amount of money. It could be, and I don't know if you're prepared with this, it could be an average real tuition price for each kid of about, what would you say? A lot of money. I mean, we're talking 40, 50 grand would be at least an yeah, estimate. Yeah, at like least. That. Yeah. So when the community wonders why there's a 2020 annual benefit dinner for Sinai, we're talking about a lot of students, a lot of kids in our community who, without this, without the support of the community, would not be able to have what they need to progress in life. That's right. You know, the, the, the costs are, are, are exactly what you said in the sense that the expertise that we need to have on staff, there's so many different therapists, the teachers who specialize in certain areas of the curriculum, the supervision, all of that is a lot of people on top of the fact that this teacher-student ratio is so different. So right. we could have, you know a teacher to every two or three students, depending on, on the grade, which is which is incredible. So, you know, you add all that together, you're exactly right. But, um, and I appreciate you, you're saying that in the context of that's why we have a dinner, right. um, because it's exactly exactly the case. Right. Um, and I don't think we've ever really spoken about this in, in this depth, you know, when we've, uh, when we've spoken about Sinai in the past. But I feel that um, it's an, actually an important message for um, those who are in the position to refer students to Sinai, whether educators or therapists, or parents themselves who may be listening, because even though they may not know the you know exact tuition dollar they can imagine, it's something that's probably out of their range, right. having a hard time paying their tuition right, for their kids going to you know regular schools, right. 
and I could commit to you, and I tell you, we've made we've made serious investments in Sinai, um, you know, on so many fronts to be able to uh, to support parents in that process. And I know that there are parents out there probably listening to me and saying, shaking their head and and thinking cynically, yeah, okay, okay, what are they going to give me? You know, five thousand dollars, they're going to give me ten thousand dollars. Still, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm telling you that there is a very large percentage of our parents who are paying less for their child to come to Sinai than they are for their other children to go to other schools, right. which is incredible. I mean, it's due to a lot of efforts and, you know, not the least of which is our annual benefit dinner, right. you know, coming up in a few weeks. The community's always been supportive. People both who are in situations where they may have children who need to benefit from Sinai and many families who frankly do not use the Sinai services come through and you know, and really help out, and I think that's it's, unique. It, Usually, you have to depend on those who are, you know, benefiting from the service. But you have such a broad um, scope of support, you know, throughout the community, especially here in the New York, New Jersey area. That I, I think it's unique. I think it's amazing that people respond that way. I, I have the privilege of going to many dinners every year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I said that's all. No, but I, you know, there's a lot of good work that's going right. on in the community, um, and most of the organizations that go to our schools, and most of those schools, and most of the people that are sitting there are people, like you said, who who are directly benefit from uh, the wonderful work that those schools do. Or they uh, have kids who graduated. Or graduated and who have right. a Karsatov and still right. want to pay back and all of those things, exactly. Um, our, our, our dinner is actually quite different. We've, we've hit around about 1,000 people um, every year for the last insane few years. insane number yeah and and there just there are few tables of parents right. and most of the people are people who just are machshiv the cause and and understand either they're they're giving back um you know because they're, they're members of of uh, families of, of students of ours or neighbors or people just in the community who realize you know what this is not something i needed but the community needs to support such an organization and it's probably the most um, powerful part, you know, aspect of of that evening to be surrounded by so many people who just, you know, realize that without them and without their support, this wouldn't be able to uh, to be. Everybody, you saw Rothwax is here. We have a special guest who's going to join us in a minute. Um, uh, everybody out there, by the way, who wants to be part of this, you can go to SinaiSchools.org. SinaiSchools.org. The uh, dinner is going to be happening in uh, New Jersey on the 23rd of February. Sinai has been in existence for how many years? 38. And the reason I say it is because I think one of the reasons you have a 1,000 people at the dinner is, in all seriousness, people in different communities after all these years have seen your graduates become really important members of the community. Yes. And become, you know, leaders and, you know, head companies and organizations that are important mm -hmm. to Jewish causes, whether they're, or, you know, companies that support Jewish causes, organizations that are doing great work out there. So after 38 years, it's a big benefit. There are people who simply are associated with folks who are graduates and have become real successes. That's that's, that's absolutely right. And, and I, the fact is that we have students that are coming from such a far geographical area. Oh, yeah. You know, what is the we, geography on that? We, we know, it's all over, like, where? So we, we have, um, you know, we're about about to announce an eighth right. school. We'll talk about that in a minute. Correct. But currently so you're we have in seven right now? Seven schools. Can um, you list them quickly? Go ahead. Sure. Uh, <laughs> the Joseph Kushner-Hebrew Academy and the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School, uh, TABC, Maya Note, uh, Rosebrand Yeshiva of North Jersey, Heichal HaTorah, 
and SAR Academy, which is where nice. we started uh, two years ago, the first time that we came over the river into New York City. It's funny that all these schools you mentioned all have this reputation of being on the cutting edge, and they're the yes. ones with Sinai schools. Yes, because they, exactly, they recognize that. Right. Um, and, and when I was talking about geography a minute ago, I wasn't even talking about necessarily the location right. of our schools, but really the geography of where our students are coming from. We have students coming from as far north as Rockland County, as far south as Lakewood, you know, as far east as Far Rockaway, all five boroughs of New York City. For many years, we've had a, a, probably a third of our students coming from New York City over the bridge into uh, into New Jersey. And right. so when we talk about the support and, you know, the, the reputation that we have in the community, you know, part of that is because I think that our wide New Jersey, New York community recognizes that we serve kids from this wide ge- geographical area. No question about it. Rabbi Yisrael Rothwax is here, JM in the AM, and he just alluded a moment ago to a really important announcement. That list that you just heard is going to expand, and that's why we have our special guest with us live via telephone, because um, um, as you said to me off the air, uh, Rabbi Penner, who's going to join us in a minute, uh, is a tremendous example of a great community rabbi. And because his community is Queens, he could speak about the importance of, uh, of having Sinai now in a very prominent Queens school. Woo-hoo! I, I, think that, I think that subs it up, right? I think yeah, that, absolutely. I, I think that's the way to put it. <laughs> Rabbi Menachem Petter, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Hello, good morning, and Mazel Tov. I'm just hearing this on the radio. Oh, I guess I'm the last to find out. But that's wonderful. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, I have a feeling you won't be the last, but I, <laughs> I apologize. It took till now. All uh, right, Penner, of course, the uh, leader of REITs, or Rabbi Isaac Alchanan Theological Seminary at Yeshiva University. But Rabbi Penner, as you heard me allude to, and uh, Rabbi Rothwax confirmed this before our conversation, you're on the air this morning because you are uh, one of the most respected leaders of the Queens community. And this morning, we can announce. Rabbi Rothwax, with great pride, that you and your organization have made arrangements with our amazing friends at YCQ, the Yeshiva of Central Queens, shout out to Rabbi Landsman, that now YCQ will be a Sinai school. They will have a Sinai school at Yeshiva of Central Queens, I'm assuming starting in the fall, correct? This fall, yes. This coming fall. Rabbi Penner, tell me about the significance of YCQ and Sinai getting together in Queens, New York. Well, I think it's a, it's a tremendous boon for the Queens community, although, as Jerry Rothwack said, it's going to really service uh, a very, very wide net of people. It just, every time you open up a Sinai branch, you're basically uh, reaching people, you know, anywhere in driving range. So it uh, really extends the uh, number of students who will be able to benefit from what Sinai can offer. Um, so it's wonderful for Queens, but this is really Brooklyn, Long Island. It really, uh, it really opens up the possibilities that Sinai can offer to a very wide range of uh, Talmudim and their families. Rabbi Rabbi Penner, could you describe to this international audience just how big and important a school YCQ is, both in terms of the history of the Queens community and today? Well, it's the uh, it's the uh, sort of the founding school of that in Dov Revel, which became right. uh, Yeshiva Tiferes Moshe. Uh, but it plays a uh, you know a critical and central role in the community, and the fact that. You know, Sinai is going to be located there in one of the central institutions really sends a powerful message to the community that uh, the students of Sinai um, and the students with disabilities who are coming, uh, you know, are not, you know, to be found in some uh, place on the edge of the community, but literally and figuratively, you know, YCQ also is found in the center, the heart of Kew Gardens Hills. 
um, that they're at the center of our community too, and that's really what Sinai is about. And I'm assuming that um, anybody, whether it's in your congregation or anywhere, and, and, and you sort of alluded to this already, but I want to I want to just restate it. Um, anybody who has a uh, a family situation that Sinai is able to address, now they have a location right nearby to you know to to actually get this done. And the forty, fifty, one minute, one hour trip is not going to be necessary for a student to go and, uh, and and take advantage of a Sinai education. I can only imagine what kind of difference that makes for families out there. Yeah, no, it's very, and it's a powerful message to families as well. You know, any any school, we have a, a child with autism who's already post-school age. He's 23, uh, a superstar child with uh, with uh, adult now who's uh, who has autism, and he wouldn't really be a candidate for this particular school had he been younger. He's uh, he needed a, an even more uh, intensive. Um, kind of school environment, but but it sends a powerful message to parents, regardless of their child's disability, really that everybody belongs. I mean, that's the message that Yes had been sending for uh, you know so many decades here, and the major school and organization like Sinai coming in sends that message. So it's really it's hard to understand that if one is not a parent of a child with a disability. Um, how simply the message that our children belong. I mean, uh, I always feel as a parent that, you know, you, you can't insist that your child be included in everything. Every child has very different needs, uh, and every special child, certainly special needs child, has very different needs. You can't have one program that's going to service anybody. But the fact that a program like this exists at the heart of the community sends an overall message that everyone is is entitled to a Torah education and everyone is entitled to help from the community to connect with the Rebona Shalom and to be part of the Jewish community. Rabbi Penner, you were on hold when we were discussing the whole tuition situation. I mean, uh, not just your own family, which I, you know, I'm, I'm sure you had, you know, specific programs that you were seeking, uh, you know, for your child, etc. But so many other people are are looking for special programs that their kids need, and you know that I was not exaggerating when I mentioned how much these programs cost. So for that reason alone, I'm assuming you're encouraging people to come to the dinner on the 23rd yeah, no, of February. the costs are absolutely <laughs> astronomical. It's simply not possible. I mean, you know, listen, one could say that that's true of uh, yeshiva tuition in general, right. <laughs> that it's not possible for everyone to shoulder it. But when one is given the, uh, the challenge and the blessing of a special needs child, um, the costs of schooling uh, are just absolutely astronomical. And one has to remember that regardless of any of the tuition costs that Rabbi Rothwax is speaking about, there's an enormous amount of time and money that is spent outside of school. In other words, this is not the right. only expense right. for the special needs family in terms of doctors and therapists and all these kinds of things. So, uh, you know, the school is just a piece of what the parents have to shoulder. And anybody that can help out with this piece is really helping the family tremendously. Right. It's like, uh, excuse the comparison, but when our seniors in high school want to get a car, we always tell them, the car's not the problem. You could afford that. But think about the gas insurance and repairs and everything else you need. <laughs> in addition to that, it's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NahumSegal.com and the NahumSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. All right, Penner's on our phone line. We'll get we'll let him go soon so he can make it up to Reitz. Um, or Rothwax is in studio. Or Penner just said something that we have to emphasize. Now, you, you want to emphasize it because you discussed it with me off the air. You have unbelievable respect for what Yes has done till this point at YCQ and everywhere else where they've had a positive effect on the Jewish world. You know, the leadership of, of Yes um, came to us uh, about a year and a half, two years ago. And, you know, with, with 
with such full heart, and you can see the care of their lay leadership, who, by the way, don't have any children or relatives in the school and have, right. have you know, started the school uh, close to 30 years ago, and they've carried it since. And they came to us and said, you know what, um, we, we feel like the, the Queens community um, is, is primed and ready to benefit from something that, um, that has a, a deeper and broader um, expertise, um, and and have more to offer our, our parents and our kids and 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 so we, we would like for you to partner with us to bring Sinai to YCQ um, and that's you know I, I I give them so much credit for thinking in that way and uh, and from that conversation you know up to this point um, and increasingly so over time as I spent more time at Yes um, and got to know their people on the ground um, there's there's so much good that's going on there. And and the reason why the shidduch made sense is because really in so many ways our approach to children um, is, is very similar. Um, the, the kinds of kids that we serve are similar, though we'll, we'll probably be serving a, a little bit of a broader spectrum of kids. Right. Uh, and, um, and so it was just a matter of putting into in place you know, enhancements. And because we are larger, we have 170 students in our school. Right. And because we've been around longer and we've, we've invested in, 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 in certain infrastructure, we're now able to, to share the fruits of all of that labor with the Queens community. And we're, we're, we're so, so happy to be doing that. Uh, it sounds like a win-win, as we say. Right? Absolutely. That's, that's basically what it sounds like. Right, Penner, it's nice to see organizations recognize the strengths of other organizations and you know, so, sort of uh, collaborate together to do the best thing moving forward, right? Yeah, I mean, yes has never been about, uh, has never been about the people themselves. I mean, as, as Ray Rothwex mentioned, I've spoken at yes, Malava Malkas, and said, I don't, I don't know what you're doing here. I know what I'm doing here. I'm a special needs parent. I don't understand how you have dedicated so much of your time and energy. It's really been just a number of people just insisting that these, all of these children be included in the community. Uh, and the fact that they've gotten to the point that they can uh, now merge with a Sinai, uh, which is you know, a brand name in the, uh, in the field, um, is just a tremendous thing. It's kind of like a startup which pushed and pushed and pushed and now... Um, you know, is going into a different uh, different place. So it's really wonderful. All right, Penner, I thank you. And I know you join me in encouraging everybody to support Sinai and to be there on the 23rd of February. Absolutely, absolutely. You should support, and every every, every child should be entitled to have a connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We've got to realize that these same students, you know, in theory could go to a public school, um, but uh, that'll be missing. It, 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 it'll be missing one of the key things, one of the most important things for us as all of us as parents is to be able to see that our kids have an opportunity to create a relationship with Hashem. And this is uh, a priceless endeavor to be able to give them that uh, that gift. Mary Penner, I thank you. We don't get you on the air enough, and I hope to rectify that. Thanks so okay, much. Okay, tough to you. <laughs> thank you so much, and thanks for joining us this morning. Sounds like Ryan Penner is a uh, an advocate of the Sinai dinner by Rothwax, that he's encouraging all to be there on the 23rd of February, and in all fairness, I didn't even really go in depth on the honorees. Let's do that quickly because there are a lot of great people that you're going to be uh, honoring and paying tribute to on the uh, 23rd of February. Start with one of my favorite people, Rabbi Yosef Adler. Can I read to you, and I hope I can find it in a second. I think I can. Can I read to you what Rabbi Adler, uh, uh, an excerpt of what Rabbi Adler wrote regarding 
Sinai and TABC under his leadership would have been school number what for Sinai? How long ago would they? Number two. They were our first high school that we partnered with. First high school to do this. Wow. So Rabbi Adler, among other things, this is the the excerpt of what he wrote that uh, your organization highlighted. He said, I view the nurturing of TABC's 30-year partnership with Sinai as one of my most important community accomplishments. Watching Sinai students dance with our students at Hagigot, Davin with our students, and eventually march at graduation. Those are meaningful experiences that allow Sinai students to recognize they are important members of the Jewish community, or more simply, that they just belong. It's by Yosef Adler, and, and we haven't even pointed out the point that he makes, that in that these students who are in the Sinai program, to an outsider or even sometimes to their own colleagues, they're regular students in the school. They are, they are part, in this case, of TABC, and they are, in fact, graduating with them. Uh, some of them, I assume, mainstreaming in certain courses in certain parts of the day, you know, at different times during their high school career. That's an yes. important point to make. Yeah, you know, sometimes um, when we've been in different points in our growth at Sinai and we realize that we reach capacity and we need to um, meet that need by opening another school. So, uh, you know, very well-meaning lay leaders in the community come to us and say, well, why don't you just, you know, buy this lot over here or rent this space. And make a school. And make a school. (laughs) And frankly, it would be a lot easier in so many ways, right? Um, to have our yeah. own space, that you know, to have that degree of control, but that's not what we're about. Um, and we take on the challenge and the blessing and the privilege of partnering with um, seven and now eight partner schools because yeah. the whole community benefits from that. It's obvious that our students do because they have all the opportunities to be integrated socially, academically, extracurricularly. We have students who are the who, who, who are in all types of academic uh, integrated um, opportunities. We have students who are captains of the basketball yeah. teams. We have clubs kids who are integrated clubs. All of these things are so important. Um, but, but equally as important is the impact that this has on, uh, on the, the typically developing right. children in this school. And, and you know, we have actually one, uh, one gentleman who grew up in TABC uh, with Sana by side and a member of our board. Um, because he he understands uh, you know that um, importance of and and the impact that that has had on him and wants that for others. Who is the gentleman that you brought here, uh, who I believe now lives in Israel? Am I right? Uh, Yaakov Gutman. Right. Yeah. What a success story. <laughs> yeah. What a success. So he so he's like a wow, right? But, Correct. You know, but but, but we have a lot so of wows many. That's exactly there, yeah. right. That's exactly right. And 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 not just that, but imagine the self confidence that he established for himself. Be going through the Sinai experience that led him to do the crazy things that he does, That's and right. I mean that in the nicest way possible. That's right, and to be able to to grow in an you know inclusive, integrated environment where you know you get the help that you need, you get the therapies right. that you need, but you can still be part of the chevra, and you can still you know be invited to all the bar and bat mitzvahs and be on the basketball team and just be part have of a larger school guys. culture. Have lunch with the guys. <laughs> Shout out to Baruch, who we were talking about you before. So it, it, that's exactly right. And it's, it, it's, it's um, not only makes you feel good, but ultimately is, is a, um, you know, helps build your character and your confidence to take on all of those wonderful challenges that we all have as we grow up. You've never honored Rabbi Adler before? I find that hard to we, believe. I couldn't believe that either. I, I cannot <laughs> believe that. I mean, that's unbelievable, but he, boy, does he deserve it. Uh, <laughs> Philip and Peggy Danishevsky are going to be re, uh, are going to be honored that night as well. What can you tell us about the Danishevskys? They, they are uh, longstanding members of the Englewood community and 
are in that category of people that we were talking about earlier um, that fill up probably most of the, the room at our dinner who are people who haven't been touched directly by Sinai. Um, but when, you know, we're asked to kind of be our ambassadors, grabbed the opportunity and really run with it in, 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 a, in a really significant way, um, demonstrating their commitment to this cause and and not just raising money that's important and that's you know a primary uh, you know reason that we have the dinner but also to to spread the word and to encourage people to come and to, and to tour and to look um, and to to share our good work very so nice Rabbi, great ambassadors Rabbi Yehuda and Lori Minchenberg where do they live what community do they, they live in Passaic okay and uh, they are um, amongst my my favorite people in this world um, Rabbi Yehuda Minchenberg. Um, is a Rebbe in Yeshivat Noam and has been for, I don't know exactly, 10, 15 years, um, and uh, is known in the Psaic and Bergen County um, communities as a really um, loving uh, Rebbe who gets each one of his students. Um, and, and Rabbi uh, Yehuda and Lori Minchenberg um, have uh, a number of children, Baruch Hashem, um, three of whom, are attend Sinai, wow. um, and so you could you know we were talking about the financial burden on our parents before. Just you know multiply that by three, um, and and they ha- have another child who, who actually has special needs who doesn't go to Sinai. Um, it, it's it's an incredible um, burden, but when you you talked with them and you you hear about how they process the blessings that they've been given by the Ribono Shalom, it um, puts the life into perspective. Um, and they have so much hakara satov, and there are a lot of people in this world who have hakara satov who don't express it. You know, like they just they don't, but they take every opportunity to um, to to let us know, and more important, you know, the, the teachers and the therapists know the impact that they have that we have on their kids. And uh, and the video this year is actually going to be highlighting their journey. So very nice. Very excited. About that. And the community partnership award at the Sinai Schools dinner, Brad Ruder, the. Uh, uh, the organization or company is called Brad Core Humanism in Building. What's that all about? So, you know, as an introduction to Brad Ruder, I'll take a step back for sure. one second. Um, one of the uh, components of our program in our high schools, and some of our high schools, is a vocational preparedness program where we, are, mm. we take our students from when they come to us at ninth grade and all the way through 21, um, as many of our students stay with us, and each year increasingly so over time, um, give them opportunities to work in the community in a variety of different places. Um, some are, you know, multi-billion dollar corporations <laughs> like, you know, Party City and Models. And, and some are, you know, mom and pop shops and some are schools and some are other nonprofits, offices, all different types of, um, of opportunities that our students have. One of those partners um, has been Brad Ruder. Um, and Brad um, is... Has a business where he um, he's he's in construction and he he really um, uses that skill set that he has as a businessman and as as a um, as somebody who understands the construction business well to do good and impact um, in the world and he he he's known to um, build houses for people that need to be done in very sensitive ways you know for the elderly for those who are disabled wow um, really really special person that's his business. Right. And then he felt, you know, a few years ago, I really got to be doing even more good with my life. So he opened up um, Senior Source, which is a 
uh, a center in the in the mall on Route Four on the uh, Riverside Square Mall, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a nonprofit. It's open. It's beautiful. It's a, it's it's an amazing mall. And you walk through there and you see these wide open windows to this what you would think of as a store, but it's actually a center for seniors who come in for classes, for mahjong, for for food, for friendship, for collaboration. And our students have gone to work there to help them um, actually more on their on their digital profile. And um, and that partnership has just been amazing for our students and honestly has been um, really inspiring for us and our leadership to see the work that he has been doing in the community. Absolutely amazing. The 2020 annual benefit dinner for the Sinai schools, Rabbi Rothwax and I encourage everybody to be part of it. Place a reservation online. If you can't be there, obviously we encourage you to donate. There's a way to do that online easily at SinaiSchools.org. It happens at the Marriott Glen Point Hotel in Teaneck starting at 445 on February 23rd, which is a week from Sunday night. It will honor Rabbi Yosef Adler, Philip and Peggy Daniszewski, Rabbi Yehuda and Lori Minchenberg, and as you just heard, Brad Ruder with the Community Partnership Award. Information about all this, SinaiSchools.org, or use the phone number at 201 201- 833-1134-201-833-1134. And Rabbi Rothwax, all I could say is I hope this is the most successful Sinai Schools dinner ever. Amen. <laughs> it has Absolutely. the potential, right? You got some great honorees. So amazing, amazing honorees. And I would just tell people out there that you know we have had years where we've had to turn people away. There's only so many people well, that right. we can fit into that space. You know, We can fit a little over 1,000 people. Um, and we hate to be in that position. But if you are thinking about coming because you have a connection to the school or to one of these honorees, please reach out now so that uh, you could join us in the celebration. And I know you're not putting us on when you say that because there was a it's, year I remember where, you, where I was called by your organization, you know, are you using your two seats or not because yeah. we literally are at the capacity. Yeah. So I won't ask you if you're coming. We'll, I'll, we'll do that afterwards. <laughs> you never know, Rabbi. Uh, for, for Rabbi Adler, frankly, I, I really should be there, but we'll, we will discuss it. Okay. I don't know what my schedule looks like. SinaiSchools.org, everybody. My thanks, Rabbi Yisrael Rothwax, leader of the Sinai Schools, and a special mention this morning to Rabbi Landsman and the Yeshiva of Central Queens. They are the most recent school to announce that they will, uh, in fact, be uh, partnering with the Sinai Schools, and that will start in the fall of 2020, just a few months from now. Rabbi Rothrocks, thank you. Thanks very much. And continued Hatzlacha. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
Yeshiva Boys, Wednesday morning, JM in the AM. Before that, Gershon Varoba, 23 minutes after the hour, JM in the AM. A reminder from our friends at Art Scroll that the brand new Ein Yaakov, Brachos Volume 2, and the brand new Tosfos, Brachos Volume 2, is available now. If you go to artscroll.com, go to artscroll.com, especially those of you who are now in the midst of Dafyomi. Remember, the Tosfos Volume 2 uh, co- covers chapters 6 through 9 of Brachos. And Ein Yaakov, uh, Brachos Volume Number Two, also uh, takes care of a uh, of an area of Brachos where you are holding right now on Dafyomi. So go to artscroll.com, artscroll.com. For use the promo code radio. Always use the promo code radio on that site, artscroll.com. Ten percent off everything and twenty percent on these. Twenty percent on the Ein Yaakov. Twenty percent on the Tosfos. Order now at artscroll.com again. Order now at artscroll.com. And you'll be glad you did, yeah, because you'll have some uh, some wonderful works, and at the same time, you'll have a um, tremendous amount of savings. Simple as that. That's how it works. Savings, savings, savings. If you haven't voted yet in the world Mizrahi elections, vote oic.org. Vote oic.org, and we'll talk more about it when Rabbi Wild joins us here at JMNAM. This portion of the Nahum Siegel Network programming is brought to you by uh, A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today, and a big salute to Seth and the staff at A&H, not only for the Kosher Halftime Show, but providing great food all year round. You don't just think they're there on Sunday of the Super Bowl. They're there for us all year round. 25 minutes after 8 o'clock. Well, many of you are aware of the news that uh, broke yesterday in the early part of the afternoon here in the Eastern Time Zone. The engagement of Yosef Siegel uh, to Lizzie Wallach. And um, a lot of people out there, especially those who follow this network closely, um, were, were experiencing and continue to experience great joy as uh, this announcement was made and the word started getting out, I think everybody's uh, phones blew up, uh, if your last name was Wallach or uh, Siegel, uh, with amazing and incredible uh, Mazel Tov wishes. And believe you me, we thank you for that. And a special Mazel Tov to uh, Stacy Siegel and family. And, of course, Stacy's uh, parents, uh, Gail and Itzy Weintraub, who've, ha- who've had quite a week, by the way. You want to have a week like the Weintraubs. Two engaged grandsons within three days. You want to have a week like that, uh, frankly. Baruch Hashem B'li'ayin Hara. And a special Mazdov, of course, to Miriam and Stephen Wallach and to the extended Wallach and Mann families and, of course, all the cousins, uncles, aunts, everybody who's uh, uh, so happy for the young couple. And speaking of Miriam Wallach, um, she is with us live via telephone as uh, both she and I can represent our families and thanking everybody for all the beautiful wishes that have been coming through through every uh, avenue possible. Miriam L. Wallach, Mazel Tov, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Mechutin. Good morning. <laughs> yes, good morning to you. And and a special Mazel Tov is right. And I know that, um, uh, obviously, this is big news for our families, and individually they, it certainly would be big news, um, any type of simcha like this, but uh, in this case, it's two families together, and we really have an extended family, as you know, beyond the ones I just mentioned, and that's all the amazing listeners around the world who have uh, really felt part of this simcha. It just started yesterday afternoon, and we're getting the uh, the idea and the feeling that so many people around the world are just so thrilled for Lizzie and Yosef, and I know you join me in thanking all of them, and 
and uh, and thanking them for helping us celebrate this great occasion. Absolutely. And uh, between Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, and I don't know, the Pony Express, it doesn't seem that there's a corner of this earth who hadn't heard within, I don't know, 15, 20, 30 minutes. And just the overwhelming response of love and excitement is really just quite heartwarming. And um, as many people know, I lost my mother in May. And, um, you know, we, we got a, I got a, a tremendous boost from our listeners at that time when people expressed their sympathies for me and for my family. And then we went into making a bar mitzvah two weeks later. And, and um, it's nice to share another simcha of Avelis. So I thank everybody for, for the support on both ends. 100%. A lot of support and a lot of great wishes from around the world, and uh, we thank everybody. And uh, yeah, it is. We, we know we're not we're not ignoring the fact that the that the whole thing has a a little bit of humor and irony to it. That our families that have been so associated with each other for so many years are now even more <laughs> associated with each other, uh, and that's not lost on us, everybody. And uh, maybe maybe at some point we'll go through some of the comments that people had because people did have cute comments about the. Uh, um, about the uh, simcha that both the Wallach and Siegel families are celebrating together, and uh, we greatly appreciate all of that. So we're not ignoring that aspect. We just today want to thank everybody for the amazing outpouring, and uh, the, the, the young couple, the Hassan and Kala, are on cloud nine. The rest of the family is in seventh heaven, and we're all, we're all just uh, taking it in and enjoying this wonderful experience, Baruch Hashem. Amen, amen. It's, uh, as we like to say, it's good stuff. Yeah, that's for sure. So a big thank you to everybody. And Mazal Tov to you and your entire family. And, uh, and, may- and to you and to you and Stacy and, um, and, and the kids and everybody. It, it really is. It really is very exciting. And, um, by the way, you, you, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Then I'll tell you what I want to say. No, I was going to say you have dreams for your kids, right? You have dreams for your kids and you wonder who they're going to marry. And it's, there's, a, there's a tremendous comfort because not only um, are Lizzie and Yosef well-suited and, and so adorable, and as you said before, on Cloud Nine, but the two families really, thank God, I mean, for so many reasons, just mesh. So um, it's, uh, it's, like, it's like putting on a, a great pair of gloves or a really comfortable sweatshirt. It just feels good. And to that point, um, I mean, thank God, believe I her, thank God it should continue. We've had unique experiences. A lot of people out there, thank God, Baruch Hashem, know what it's like to be a parent. You and I, and obviously our spouses, know what it's like to be parents of multiples, a unique situation. We bless God every day for that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My point being that very often when I announce a Mazel Tov on the air over the last 35 years, if it's a Mazel Tov that includes two families that I know, I always stress how amazing it is. And I'm sure you get this feeling whenever you go to a wedding like this, how amazing it is when you're at a wedding or celebrating or hear news about a family you care about. When you know both families, it, it makes it even so much more so. In this case, in this case, not only do we know both families, but both families really know each other really, really well. So we are having a unique experience, which we thank God for, uh, which a lot of people, frankly, can't relate to because it's so you know it's so out of the ordinary, so to speak. And uh, we bless God for it every single day. So just uh, uh, a big Mazel Tov to everybody, and uh, Baruch Hashem, we should continue to share many smachot together. Amen, amen, simcha, simcha.
And for those of you who are anxious to hear tomorrow's Thursday's live lunch, can't promise you that uh, you'll hear more than this, but I'm sure there'll be more, uh, a lot of Mazel Tov wishes that we're going to cite and thank people for. After all, uh, both the Seagulls and Wallachs, thank God, Baruch Hashem, have a lot of friends who've checked in from around the world, and we thank them. Miriam, Mazel Tov to you and Steven. Thank you, and to you and Stacey, can I place a request while I'm on the air? A request? You know how it works here. I desperately hope that I can find it immediately. What do you have in mind? I know. Well, I'm sure you know that it is a family favorite. Mm. A uh, a favorite of the columns off the back wall is Yehey Yehey. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I know, I know. Crazy, crazy. And you just played played YBC, so it's like an Ellie Grossman love fest. But um, for good reason. It's a great song. So if you can pull up the Hebra, that'd be great. Am I buying you enough time to find the song? Believe me. Oh, I, believe me. I've, I've been working on this for the last 30 seconds like you can't imagine. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> am, I, am I done buying time for you? You're good? I think I'm all right. You know how it is when you go blindly into a selection and you pray that this is the one. But hopefully this is the one. And we're dedicating this to the Kala Lizzie Wallach from all of us here at JM in the AM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
JM in the AM. Eitan Katz in the brand new Live in Jerusalem, volume number two. Pretty amazing album, Live in Jerusalem 2 with Eitan Katz here at JM in the AM. The Chevra with the Hey before that for the Kala Lizzie Wallach. Wednesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM, we have been recommending for the last few weeks, because remember, you only have until March 11th. We've been recommending for the last few weeks, get to voteoic.org. Voteoic.org, as the World Zionist Congress elections are taking place literally as we speak. Uh, VoteOIC.org, myself, Miriam L. Wallach, we're both on slate number four. When you go to vote, again, go to VoteOIC.org. When you go to vote and it's worth every penny of the registration fee, uh, make sure to use slate number four to vote for slate number four. Uh, it'll be one that uh, speaks to your values, speaks to your uh, um, your dreams and desires uh, for diaspora jury. Uh, everything's outlined there. And, uh, of course, many of the aspects we've discussed already on the air. Rabbi Stephen Weil is Senior Managing Director of the Orthodox Union and uh, is also advocating and recommending Slate Number 4. The OU is part of that uh, collective of great organizations. Rabbi Steve Weil, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate that, and it's wonderful to have you on the air. Um, so, you know, you're, you're somebody who has a tremendous appreciation for history, Jewish history, modern Jewish history, etc. World Zionist Congress at this point is uh, is something that has been um, an important uh, function of the Jewish world for quite a while, many, many, many decades, and we've had an opportunity to speak about the history of it here on this program. Um, how would you put into context the historic value of the 2020 vote for the World Zionist Congress elections? Uh, I think it'll shape world Jewry, specifically in terms of the growth of the uh, next generation. That's true here in the States. That's true of European, young European Jews. And that's true in terms of the youth in Israel. Because of the $850 million that will be spent each year, and it could go as far as a billion dollars spent each year, a large part of it is on Noah, is on youth. Uh, unfortunately, because of the world we live in, a very significant part of it's going to be spent on defense. Yeah. Uh, that attack on the synagogue in Germany in Halle, right. that community would have been slaughtered, and thank God everyone survived, and that was a function of these funds. Yeah. So some of the funds go for defense, but most on youth. Rabbi while you and your organization are, uni- are in a unique position. Uh, you get to see on the front lines what's happening in this country, and all of North America regarding Jewish communities, while at the same time, because of the incredible work of the OU, you get to see on a regular basis what's being done in Israel and how Jews there are being helped by your efforts. Um, address for us the the historic norm that we were used to in the 20th century and beyond, somewhat into the 21st as well, uh, that... Um, that Israel was sort of a, a stepchild of the Jewish world and that we in the diaspora had a responsibility to take care of as much of Israel as possible and as many aspects financially for Israel as possible. Now it seems uh, that those days may be waning, maybe even gone, and now in the deep part of the 21st century we are seeing how Israel is in fact impacting and feeling a responsibility to impact uh, Jews around the world in the diaspora. Tell me what your impressions are of that concept as we move forward. 
I, I love the way you articulated it. And from a historical perspective, we're literally reliving what happened in the periods leading up to the Bayashani. You know, Ezra brought, so to speak, the Nakhshlepers to Israel, and the real action was a diaspora community in, in the Fertile Crescent along the Euphrates and Tigris Rivers, in Iran at the time, in Persia. And they looked at the Jews that went to Israel as the you know, stepchildren, people who had genealogical issues who wanted to escape. And over a period of 100, 150 years, Pumfaker, just the opposite happened, where the most dynamic Jewish community on earth was the community in Israel. And it was the Jews that were left in Persia and in Iraq. They were really the Nachschleppers. We're starting to see that now. I mean, we've, you, know, you just saw the census. There's over 9 million people, 6.8 million of them are Jews. Right. If, if, all, if all demographics stays the same, you'll have 12 million people in Israel by the year 1250. And that's just with maintaining the same demographics we have today. Look at American Jewry. You know, we claim it to be five and a half million, but realistically it's a much smaller number than that in terms of those who actually identify who are engaged. And, and you see with the, with the startup nation and economically with the future of the global economy being a function of you know biotechnology, of computer technology, of other forms of technology, Israel's really at the cutting edge of that. And in in we are in our lifetime we're seeing a transition from, from America being the dominant American Jewish community to Israel. That's really where the future lies. You know, it's funny because the uh I don't know if Steve Weil is with us, managing director of the Orthodox Union. It's funny because you know you're you're right in pointing out the safety and security measures that are assisted by the financial gain uh, of, of this vote, of this election, World Zionist Congress, and that's a very important point. And, and of course, there are other aspects as well. People could read online, go to voteoic.org. They'll see about MASA money, uh, which goes to uh, families of uh, gap year students, etc., etc. We want that to be as much as possible. But I don't know if there's anything more important than the efforts that Israel makes and will continue to make to get people uh, responsible people onto the college campuses here in the U.S. and as shluchim here in synagogues, both those that are you know r- ritually a hundred percent observant and other congregations as well in this country. And I don't know at this point if there's anything more important than that when you think about the future of the diaspora jury. That's right. When an American Jew, and let's take the average American Jew, not an Orthodox person who lives in a tri-state area, but the average American Jew really does not have a lot of touch points with Israel. When they encounter a living, breathing Israeli who's a thoughtful, engaged human being on that campus, that's going to shape their whole notion of Israel. That's the way people work. It's a function of my own personal experiences. And that's that's another reason why this election is so crucial. 100%. 100%. All right, so Rabbi Weil, it's pretty simple. <laughs> and I know that, that not, not, always do, not always do things seem simple to our community, but in this case, you could vouch for the fact that it's relatively simple. You go to voteoic.org. I know that you and your organization are a major part of Slate Number 4. I know you take great pride in that, and, and I know you also take great pride in your colleagues. There are a lot of great organizations that are part of Slate Number 4 yeah. in, the, in the current elections. I'll tell you, at the OU, one of the superstars of the OU, Yehuda Friedman, yeah. we actually, you know, and it's hurting us in terms of the amazing work that he does for us, but we've dedicated his time strictly to this campaign. 
And Yehuda Friedman is working with, with schools, with, with communities, with shuls. He's, he's all over the place. I think he's in three states on any given day. <laughs> but he's really drumming up the vote, and we need everyone's help. And, and I can't thank you enough, Nachum, because the role that you play and the impact you're having on getting out the vote, it's really crucial. And if I could be, you know, very, and I apologize for saying this, right now, the reform movement are getting their people to vote. Right. What happens is, at a, at a Friday night service, at a Saturday bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah, the people sign up, they're in the temple, they get them to vote. And the reform is doing an amazing job. The problem is, is their educational goals are, are very different than ours, and where they want to allocate the funds is a very different place than where we'd like to see the funds allocated. So it's, you know, there's a lot at stake here. It's the direction, just to give you an example, $62 million a year, and that's only growing, is spent in the United States. Right. A lot of Orthodox Jews, they say, yeah, 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 they hear Nathan Siegel, they, they hear from Yehuda Friedman or the OU or YU. You've got to get out the vote. There's, you actually have to get online at $7.50, and we need, we need everyone voting, because right now we're down in the numbers. Right now, we've got double the number of people who voted last time on our slate, but they've got more than double. So we're down in the numbers, and we really need people to get out and vote. Uh, you can't put it any better of a while. Everybody out there, it's really simple. We keep drumming at home, and I hope you'll just listen and, and take our advice because this is really important. Even if you are if you don't realize how important it is, trust me, if you're a member of this community, uh, it, it is important that you uh, that you vote. Go to, go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org. It's Slate number four, voteoic.org. I'm proud to be a member of Slate number four. And Rabbi Weil and his colleague organizations are proud to be one big collective of really powerful voices in the Jewish community. Check it out. You'll see it online yourself, voteoic.org. And uh, Rabbi Weil, I take this opportunity to thank you and uh, continued success to you and the Orthodox Union. Thank you so much. A pleasure, a real pleasure. I told Rabbi Weil, by the way, before the conversation that we got to get him on the air more. We have too much Jewish history to remind people about, and hopefully we'll be able to uh, take advantage of that in a future time. Wednesday morning broadcast, plenty more coming up at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. It's Yaakov Shweki with One Heart. Wednesday morning broadcast. J.M. in the A.M. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. And thanks for all the Mazel Tov wishes on behalf of the uh, Wallach and Siegel families. We say thank you. And the Mazel Tov to Elizzie and Yosef from all of us here at J.M. in the A.M. And may we continue all to share many smachot together. This is a um, a wonderful occasion. And uh, Baruch Hashem, we get to share it together with this amazing audience. Thanks for all the app comments, the emails, all the texts yesterday and today. Much appreciated from around the world. A uh, special thank you to Rabbi Goldwasser for the beautiful bracha he gave this morning. And um, 
and it's much appreciated. Rabbi Weil was just on. A reminder, voteoic.org, voteoic.org. Keep that in mind, voteoic.org, as we uh, encourage everybody to vote in the election and to really... uh, and to really, uh, you know, play a role in in a very important World Zionist Congress election. Simple as that. And we hope that you'll take it really seriously and and um, and join us in uh, making sure slate number four gets a tremendous uh, a tremendous showing. <laughs> that's what we're hoping for, and I hope that that's what you're you're hoping for as well. Slate number four, voteoic.org. Slate number four, voteoic.org. That's how you do it. And again, I hope everybody participates. Achenu Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the uh, beloved NSN app. And it would be good for me to have the Hatikva ready when I do that, <laughs> to say the least. It would be a very good idea. There we go. And that wraps up. That wraps up an amazing and incredible Wednesday morning edition for us here at JM in the AM. Uh, plenty coming up, including Bite Size right now with Yoni Pollock. Joanna Shepson will speak with the great basketball legend Tamir Goodman. Tamir Goodman, Joanna Shepson's guest. Tune into Bite Size starts at 9 a.m. right now on the Nahum Siegel Network. Live lunch with Avrami will happen starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Join him for a great two-hour live lunch. You will be glad you did. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>